Welcome in to another edition of the Time of the Keg Podcast, episode 452. Charlie here with you. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom, joined by special guest Nolan Murphy. Uh, had to bring Murph on, talk Rogers. Uh, we will get into that. We'll talk about the Rogers, Russell Wilson to Denver, the Devontae tag, everything else. Where do we go from here? The offseason begins, as Murph said on his Instagram, Titletown still, or Glendale still runs through Titletown, hot start. And then uh, we'll talk Bucks. Why are they under the radar right now with what they're doing? And then where we're at with the MLB lockout. Will we get a decision tonight? It'd be nice if it happened during this podcast. We could only get so lucky. You guys know we're on social, Tapping the Keg on Twitter, Tapping the Keg Sports, everywhere else, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. You can find Mitch Ross on the Instagram and Twitter at Mitch Ross MKE and Nolan Murphy, who's also joining us at the Nolan Murphy on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, fellas? How are we doing? Oh, pretty good myself. Um, you know, life's starting to turn around a little bit for me. <laughs> it was uh, like a, got a new car. What's up? Yeah, How pretty much. Handled but, uh, in the snow. I was thinking about you, and I know we don't we don't want to do too much weather talk, but I did think about you when the uh, first snowfall with the with the new car. It has to be a harrowing experience. Pretty, pretty sure a Chevy Impala can can handle just about anything you throw at it. Um, but it's uh, so far so good, you know. Uh, and plus, that wasn't really much. That was more warm, like wet, heavy snow. It wasn't really. It was more slush on the ground. You know, it wasn't like a 15 degree uh, cover in the snow, covering the roads, and you're spinning out everywhere. It wasn't like that. So, um, but I, I do appreciate. Next, uh, I do appreciate daylight the, savings time talk. <laughs> oh yeah, it is I do appreciate the, the, dev, the devastating concern from you guys. I, I I do appreciate that. We do, Murph. What's happening, buddy? How you can't? You got to be feeling great. Like last time we had you on, you were about deader than a doornail. Now you're just alive. Yeah, it's been an interesting six weeks. I put myself in a bunker, really didn't, uh, as I told many people off the record, you know, I didn't, uh, wasn't allowed a seat at the table. So I uh, tried not to think about it too much, but uh, a day that will live in infamy for Packers fans. Uh, you know, the haters are out there. We'll get to them, but uh, just a great day. And one, I think that we all felt was coming for probably the last two and a half weeks. Right. And I, I think that the Denver Broncos, which I will touch on later, probably knew. And that's why I started working on Russell Wilson, because they knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be a, a Denver Bronco, nor was he going to be anything else but a Green Bay Packer. Maybe he was going to retire, uh, maybe right off in the sunset. But as we talked about when we were at our low point, when we were in the ground, you know, Rodgers wasn't going to want to go out that way. There is no way that Rodgers was going to let himself do that and also seeing the road paved clearly in the NFC, even though the Brady rumors are not going to quiet down, just given how easy and how opportunistic it might be. The road is there for Aaron Rodgers to have one hell of a grand finale, whether it's four years or two years. But I think that everybody should be excited about this. I don't think there, I know there are a lot of people who might've had a rough experience with Aaron Rodgers this year, based on just all the shit that happened and all the different commentary, last dance, COVID, whatever. But I feel like you got to embrace like where you're at right now because you have one of the best quarterbacks in football, and you should just continue to enjoy this ride. Mitch, do you, do you feel that way? I know you're not as 
maybe enthusiastic as Murph and I, but are you feeling that same, same way? Or do you think Packer fans should feel that way? Well, I mean, you know, it's a big deal, I suppose, but I guess my thing is like, we've known, we haven't known, I guess. And that's, that's the rub, but we all figured there was a 99%, maybe a 90% chance he's coming back. And I guess that's been confirmed. Now we don't really know what the numbers are, what the contract is. I'm basically going off what Aaron Rodgers said on Twitter. I'm back to play for the Packers next year. So to me, as of, as of the, isn't that what he said? Yeah, he did. Yeah. No, and that's all you can ask for. So, exactly. Better than it looked oh, uh, 18 months ago. So, so as of, as I sit right here right now, as we podcast and, and record this, I mean, we're doing this again next year, I guess, unless, <laughs> unless, unless the, the details come out, um, you know, after we, you know, move on from this podcast that he is signing a four year, $200 million contract, um, 153 guaranteed if, if Rappaport's reports are accurate, which Rogers has denied, which is unsurprising. Um, if that's the case that it's a multi-year contract, then I think that we can really be excited. Um, and I mean, yeah, we, you want them as long as you can have them. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm somewhat trepidatious because it's like, okay, you know, we could be doing this again next year. And I guess some people are okay with that. Um, and I am to an extent, but if it drags into another year, that's going to be twice as annoying. Mitch doesn't like it, you know, interfering with Buck's trade deadline. You know, that really was swept under the rug this year and, you know, didn't well, get the shine that it deserved. And, you know, that's really what kind of gets him going the most. And the fact that he didn't have pitchers and catchers to, you know, sit back and think about that. He, Mitch has listened to too many podcasts and too many local radio shows in the last six weeks where he knew what the topic well, was going to be every day. And we love you, Mitch. And you're the, re- I just the reason think you're that, on is that you're the, you're the even, you know, you don't get too high or too low. Well, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, now that Tom Brady has retired, the media has to have something to talk about every day. So yes. I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of, is kind of flirted, floated into that, you know, maybe taken over for that sort of, um, I mean, they could, they could still talk about Tom Brady if they wanted, you know, it's like Trump. I mean, it, no, it, just, but, it, it won't, it won't go away, but it, it, it's like Rogers is now he's taken over sort of that mantle of, we, we gotta, we gotta make this a storyline. We gotta do this. We gotta have every, every fucking NFL reporter is going to have their, their day in the sun with trying to find a new angle. And I, like today when that comes out, Rogers is back. You know, I, I don't know if it's, if it's a huge, like, are we surprised? I don't know. I'm not really that surprised. We knew, I, we knew he was coming back. So I want to, I want to two things. I want to first, the media thing. I think Rogers brings a reaction out of everybody Bet online, which I thought was a ridiculous thing. I almost did a riff on this on social. I didn't, but like, they're like, Rogers, the most disliked player in the league. And it's like, really, he's more disliked than Deshaun Watson. Who's sticking his finger up butts that he's not supposed to like, really, that's what we're going with. Uh, really like Jackson Mahomes is worse than that. Jackson Mahomes is not even a player, but like Aaron Rodgers draws a reaction. And I think that's why he's become so like it's every day. And, and I agree with you. Like I, I'll watch get up from time to time on the treadmill and I'll see. And I, I swear to God, I, I don't know how many times I've ran into a Rogers segment, not trying to just completely like turned it Roger segment. I was like, all right, cool. I guess we're, we're talking about Rogers. I don't know what new information came out. You're right. And I, right. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Cause like I was 
out. I had to do the thing in my car today. I was like, I could have pre-taped it, but there was always <laughs> that chance. Like he is just a complete wild card. And knowing my luck, I would have taped like, oh, he wants out or he wants in. And I wouldn't have taped he retired and he announces his retirement today. And then who knows, right? And it, we're talking about a whole different thing. So yeah, I, yep. I think it's that element of Aaron Rodgers is an unpredictable motherfucker and no one really knows what's going on in his head. And that's to your point to the rap report about like, oh, it's false. Like it might end up being $200 million when it's all said and done, but it could be like the Albert Freer thing where it's a two-year extension for $100 million. And then there's that. So were you like, do you think the fan base should be surprised more for either the media, however you want to take it? I mean, first of all, are we going like 10 incline on that treadmill when you're watching Get Up? I think that's what everybody's no, sitting at home Weight vests and everything. First of all, first of all, I Get Up's like the third option. It's a rotation of Blow Deck and Bar Rescue. And then if those are both on commercial, <laughs> then we go to Get Up. Oh. No, Kay Adams. God, she's upset just listening to this. Listen, um, listen. Good morning, uh, football. Oh, I, I, you son of a bitch for that. that was, like, <laughs> the thing about Kay is, like, I don't get NFL Network at the gym. I, if I would, that's what I, I, that would be motivation for me to keep running. So, but yeah. no. So to answer your question, though, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here, uh, ultimately, but I don't care about the contract. And Andrew Brandt, who was pretty wrong about this for the last 14 yes. months in his, we thought one of the most connected former uh, Packers front office members uh, did point out today the Packers really never guarantee after one year. We don't care. 25, maybe 26. You can do the math at home. NFL teams would sign up for the situation we are in right now. I'm ecstatic. You know, it sounds like the waves were made across the NFL last week at the Combine by the Broncos once they realized George Patton and that former Vikings brain trust, they realized hey, we're not getting Rodgers, let's start you know, communicating with the Seahawks uh, about Russell Wilson, who somehow put out an, uh, a social media post about Russell Wilson two days ago, and that just shows you that these NFL teams really never tell anybody what's going on. But I'm, ec I'm ecstatic. I, I couldn't go through that Niners loss and then losing Aaron Rodgers in the same quarter, let alone the same year. And, um, uh, you know, if you're an Aaron Rodgers hater today, I, Mark Tauscher told me this, like, you have the right to be a hater. We have a lot of real estate in your brain, but still, Aaron controls his own destiny here. He's coming back, and he can write the ship, and you said it, Chuck, a storybook ending to a career having more Super Bowls than Favre, and, you know, getting up in that, you know, Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. So, like, I'm ecstatic. I'm taking over my Packer family season tickets this year. It would have been the ultimate buy high at the wrong time yeah. as stocks plummet uh, with everything going on overseas. Um, but, you know, like the Brady thing, if Tom Brady comes back, he's playing in the NFC because it's a right. two-quarterback race yeah. really now between him and Matt Stafford, you know, Rodgers and Matt Stafford. And Rodgers has taken over that mantle of being the most polarizing NFL player in that bet online report that came out of that study you know yeah. it was him and then antonio brown who is a nut job that but was another guy i knew there was another guy i was going to mention like how is antonio brown and deshaun watson not ahead of aaron Rodgers? but yeah continue since brady won again and people including me have started to really appreciate tom brady's the full resume and the career and the documentary Rodgers is the most polarizing. You can't hate Tom Brady. He's got seven Super Bowl rings. I mean, that's like hating Michael Jordan. So 
I'm fine being the villain. He's fine being the villain. And I look forward to a huge uptick as we hit, you know, April here of um, Contra Karma cleansing. I mean, it looked like it worked out for the Packers. And I look forward to all three of us doing it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be great. And I think there is like that level. You're right. The level of appreciation. Saban got it too. And I think that the thing is the man in the arena was a little cringy, but there's not a lot of sucking your own dick with those two. Like coach K on the other hand, like, I mean, I got so outrageous with the, all the stuff that like, it got to that point where now it's like, I, for the first time in a long time, I want to see Duke like flame out in spectacular fashion. Cause it's one of the more cringy things that's going on. But yeah, this is, I mean, yeah, this is going to be great. You're going to get a lot of Packer receiver talk now. And I guess we could talk a little bit about Devontae. You know, obviously, I don't think any of us, I think that to me, Mitch, is the least surprising thing that Devontae got tagged. I couldn't believe that there are people thinking that they wouldn't tag him. I, I think that we should stop doing free agency clickbait shit <clears throat> until these tags happen. Because Chris Godwin was on that list too. Like, of course they're tagging Chris Godwin. Of course they're tagging this guy or uh, Bates, the guy from Cincinnati. Like, those are like important fucking players. Like people might hate the franchise tag, yeah, but it, it does help that sort of thing. Well, I think, I think the discussion would come from the Packers typically taking care of their guys and they're not really big on the franchise tag historically. Nope. Ryan for them, but in their, I guess in their defense, their situation that, that they're in uh, financially, you know, it, it, it certainly was the best and made the most sense for the organization. And that doesn't mean they can't work out a deal. Um, you know, going forward, I believe Dak Prescott played on the franchise tag, didn't he? And then he got a huge contract. So, I mean, you know, maybe the Packers were able to talk to him and, and say, look, we, you know, we know this isn't the best for you and your family, but it's still $21 million. You know, let, let's say you have some, even some nagging injuries throughout the year and you have 50% of your production you've had the last two years. I mean, he's still going to, we'll still take care of you. And, you know, or, you know, if you have to hit the market, you'll get taken care of by, by some team, you know, now obviously the big fear is some sort of ACL or catastrophic injury, but I think even with modern medicine, I mean, yeah, I think a torn ACL, a torn ACL is not a, it's not a, not a death knell. So, I mean, he probably gets paid regardless. But, I think you know, there's, I think there's a chance he gets paid by by July. I have a feeling they're going to say they don't want 20 million on their cap, and they're going to say, all right, let's you know loosen this up, figure out a way, yeah, get a comfortable out that works with Rogers' contract, and say, all right, either we trade Devontae or we just cut him, and then we move on and we completely reset the deck and get ourselves ready for the next iteration of the Green Bay Packers. Do you think that's more realistic, Murph, than him being on the tag for the entire year? Yeah. I mean, he was never going to just sign the franchise tag without Aaron Rodgers. It was just a placeholder. We've all learned, hopefully, the minions out there, the NFL salary cap is a joke. Yeah. Even the other day, I loved the reports of will Devontae, you know, will the Packers tag him? Yes, it's fake money. That's why Rodgers' cap hit is probably going to be so low this year. You know, there's reports of it being under a top 10 cap hit. And Devontae's maybe as well. And, you know, you just push the money out. Um, you also have to bring Devontae Adams back. You know, that it, you can't backstab Aaron Rodgers after the no. um, backpedaling you had to do over the last calendar year. So, you know, I look forward to, I, you know, I saw a lot of people tweet out today, like it's DeAndre Campbell season. We'll see what we do with Russell Douglas. 
I mean, all the cards are there now. We'll see what we do with our first round pick. Um, you know, it's all steam ahead and Rogers gave them plenty of time. They did all the necessary things they had to do. People said like, what if Aaron Rodgers walked? Well, they cleared a shit ton of cap room then anyways. So yeah, great. Ready. Yeah. It, 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 you know, the saints have done this for years. You know, the Pats did it for a number of years. The Buccaneers did it last year. You know, at some point, you know, the NFL cap may get reworked. So it is a real cap, but not today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And we, um, you know, are going to benefit off of it. So. Yeah. And all the money is going to keep rolling in. Like I just, I don't understand these cap nerds who don't understand this. Like when you see guys like Troy Aikman getting $18 million from ESPN and I know it's media, but it's like, that's how much money there is. They made $270 million off gambling and that was found out with the Calvin Ridley stuff this week. Like they have an infinite amount of money. They're going to make so much money on the next TV deal that is coming down the pipeline. Like there is money to be spent. And you're right, Murph. At some point the rubber could meet the road, but it's not, it's not happening. And I know we'll talk about baseball here in a second, but I think that's so frustration with the baseball players is because I'm sure they have football player friends and they're like, yeah, we, we just keep getting paid. It doesn't matter. And they're like, where the fuck is this for us? And it, it's just different. And football is the way of life. It's not, it, it's just become king. And there's no like, there's no letting go. That's not, that's not just dying out. They had their little dip and now it isn't. And they're going to keep making money. And so none of this matters to your point. Like I, I, I have some old tweets probably we could find where I was really, really sort of hesitant about cap stuff and everything like that. And I just, had to take the L I had to say, look, I'm not, I am not going to stay on this Island. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where like guys who run like Packer cap accounts go from here. I feel like you kind of, you almost have to delete your account today. Like that. Yeah, yeah. You could, just you could delete your account. Yeah. Ken, Ken English, English. I think just that's, delete yeah. your account. Like, <laughs> your account. Hey, like, get it. Hey, Ken, <laughs> Ken, stick around so I can understand what type of allocation we have for the practice squad week by week. You know, I do appreciate that on a Tuesday when I can't get my waiver wires in for a couple hours. Um, you know, Ken's up there with the guys that are tweeting Calvin Ridley film this week about him tanking games when there's it's a deleted, zero zero. I should have deleted that tweet. I should have For those who don't know, uh, Emmanuel Acho thought he was ahead of it on Calvin Ridley. He had some interns slice up some tape for him. Didn't even give him credit. But no, you know, I think we move on from here. I joked before we started the podcast, but I can uh, I can take down my quarterback draft board. I can throw away the Malik Willis, uh, you know, uh, tape that I you know, spent hours looking over for. And it's strong it'll be interesting. Like Packer, you know, honestly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It'll be interesting, though, where we go from here, you know, as a team um, and what the roster looks like. There's a lot of still cool decisions to be made. You know, Alan yep. Lazard, uh, Bubby Tunyon, uh, to see if he comes back on some sort of deal. Um, I still think there's a weapon to be added. I, you know, we're not drafting a, a, a receiver in the first round. Maybe we will, and that might be a reverse jinx. So uh, yeah, you can call I mean, me out on that later. Look, but, um, look, I did a thing. I did a thing last week on the Daily Tap that Packer fans just need to stop the self mutilation that they think they're going to get a receiver. Like it's just better just better to not feel that way. Like Packer fans just need to like, not think about it. Like look at the, look at Raymond from central Michigan, look at, you know, maybe trading up for like a Jordan Davis, like do that. Like that sounds more Packers ish. Uh, Javon Brisker, you know, one of those, like, I don't know if he's first round guy, but still like, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't get your hopes up. Just don't even, yeah. Don't get your hopes up, but we'll see. Like, 
We are yeah. lucky as Packer fans because if that game went the other way and say Rodgers balled out and the defense faltered or the special teams was the glaring weakness like it was, maybe Rodgers would have realized, hey, let me go somewhere else. But he had to see playing Justin Herbert and now, you know, that division is Russell Wilson. That wouldn't have been the factor. But Patrick right. Mahomes twice a year, that's not Jared Goff and, you know, whoever Kellen Mond lining up next year in the NFC North as we walk towards another division title. So we are lucky there. But, you know, there's the Packer fan that's the same age as, you know, our dad's guys that thinks he's a prima donna. But they felt like that about Favre at the end. And I don't give a shit. So let me ask you this, Mitch. I had multiple friends today say that they would have rather done what Denver did today and traded or what Seattle did, excuse me. Yeah. And got, and got all those picks, got Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, got the war chest that, Den- that Seattle now has. Do you yeah. feel like how, what, if you had to percentage that out, like how many, what would you say if like one every of seven Packer fans, one every eight Packer fans, or is it, is it more than, like, people are going to just forgive and forget here pretty quick? What percentage of Packer fans w- would have wanted to do that? Yeah. I think it's more than you think. Um, okay. However, I go back to, like, would you want to be the asshole GM that trades Aaron Rodgers? No. I don't know. Like, I, like that was my whole thing, like, too, with, like, this not being that surprising. is like, okay, I can't see Rodgers retiring. And I, I really can't see the Packers and Brian Gutekunst pulling the trigger on a back-to-back MVP Hall of Fame, yada, yada, yada. We all know the resume. I, I just I, – I can't see – I couldn't see him pulling the trigger on that trade. And, and, and like, I mean, that is – I mean, there's there's guys that – Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, you know, other front office people, um, but mainly those two people that, you know, their jobs are, are tied to Aaron Rodgers. And the whole Jordan Love – selection I guess is going to be given up on now which you know that's a that's a different podcast probably but um you know at the end of the day that's why Matt LaFleur and probably Brian Gutenkunst wanted them back so badly over you know you know what what the fans think be damned because at the end of the day they're paid based on wins and losses and their job security is on the line and if they were to put their nuts on the table to that level trading a, a hall of fame quarterback and coming out with Jordan love next year and going six and 11. I mean, people probably are fine with that for one season, but it starts to get, you know, what if you never get over that hump after two or three years, kind of a, what have you done for me lately industry? So yeah, we, we um, turn into the Lakers where we just need to get back to relevance. Almost. That's right. 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 We would right. And what if Rogers wins a title? What if Rogers goes to Denver and wins a fucking title? It's the worst. Oh thing. yeah. It's oh, it, you it's, know. it's it's. I don't want to. I didn't want to have to watch Denver Broncos games next year. You know, we 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 all watched Jets games when Favre was there. Yes. We you know obviously didn't with the Vikings the same way because he became the enemy. But I don't think it, Jordan Love. I would say it's fifty fifty. I could see them keeping him in the roster. He has a pretty low cap hit for a backup. I mean, there's teams that play and pay backups eight ten million dollars, and you still have him team control for three more potential years. I would be pretty surprised well, if, if a guy like Matt LaFleur and Goody, who has an ego, wants to give up on a guy that is an appreciating asset. Now, if it's between him and Mitch Trubisky, I'm probably still picking Mitch Trubisky if I'm a team you know, moving up like Washington who's looking for a quarterback option. I'm going to pick Mitch Trubisky 
because at least he's been to the playoffs and has an over 500 record somehow. Jordan Love is still a project to most people. He's almost like Tim Hasselbeck, or excuse me, Matt Hasselbeck, who we traded you know, 15 years ago to the Seahawks, where you're getting maybe a player or a third-round pick, and I don't know if, what a third-round pick is going to do for us. If we can get a cornerback, a sign me up. You know, If we can get a, an edge rusher, sign me up. But those trades are hard to do in the NFL. Try like 25 years ago for Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> 15 years ago, I graduated high school. Yeah, well, you're old, Mitch. We don't. We Mitch, didn't want Mitch to highlight rocking, that. When Matt Hasselbeck was there, Mitch was rocking that Sean Alexander jersey. You know, yeah, so, Mitch had a bowl cut absolutely. when, when uh, Hasselbeck got traded, probably. So true story. I bought that Sean Alexander jersey across the street from Lambeau Field after a Packer game. Wow. The disrespect. Satanistic right there. Was it God. was it after a Packer Seahawks game or is it just a random Packer? No, it was a Packer Packers Bears Christmas Day when they were trash and I could actually get to go to a game because people weren't hogging tickets. So um that's a there, shot. There's a, that's a shot right at me. Not even a pot. Not at, you well, just, you just kicked down my door the twelve You're guilty. You are guilty of it, but it's not just you, it's eighty eighty thousand other people. But um yeah, so I went there and Sean Alexander was hot in the streets and he was an MVP, I think, the year before. And I'm like, heck yeah, I don't even know what that Jersey place is called. It ain't it, shut down. It used to be what where the Rush Center was, right? They, I yeah, no, no, it was, it was, it was, it was around there somewhere. Yeah, it still exists. And I'm guessing that oh. uh, that Pat Luce and, and his, his minions probably had something to do with shutting that place down. <laughs> <laughs> Just like so, we need Pat yeah. Luce. Just need Pat Luce to shut down a little Lambo at that load slate. Carry, so, carry um, the G, baby. <laughs> oh, God. <Ugh>. Gross. Uh, <laughs> anything else Packers-wise? I mean, now it's draft season. Murph, Murph and I have to get in the lab. Um, I have to get studied. Um, I've done a little bit, but it's going to be it's gonna be fun. I'm I locked in. I'm, it's I, a great draft for guys we need. It is an amazing edge rusher offensive lineman draft. And there is some fun skill position, guys. Not going to rule it out here already, guys. I do think we're going to pick a running back because I think at any time, Aaron Jones, we could get out of that contract. Yeah, I, I like that. I also, I can't wait to tell my friends that my favorite, my favorite pick is a lineman from Central Michigan um, who was from Austria because that's Bernard Ryman. It's my guy. Um, I'm locking that in. I sent Murph a DM about it, um, and then I went to bed. And then at like 12:40, I got a response from Murph like, "Yeah, I fucking love this guy," and I was like. It's why it's why we need jobs. It's why we don't need to be working for our day jobs. We just need to be working for the Packers. Let Brian let us scout um, is the hashtag. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Um, and we also exciting too with Milwaukee Bucks. Four and one, four four of their last five. They're playing tonight against Oklahoma City. Mitch, what's the score right now? I don't have the game up. Seventy six to sixty five at half. Giannis just hit a hit a three point buzzer beater. Okay, so seventy six so. points in in a half. Granted, Oklahoma City is tanking, but that's still very impressive. Uh, also, a nice response for the Bucks as they usually struggle against these pitiful teams. Um, so, good effort so far. Um, but giving up really, 65 to OKC is not ideal. Yeah, but. it's just a run and shoot game, man. Sometimes you just give up points. You know, you just, it's, I don't know, I, mean, I haven't been watching them, so I have no idea. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I'm, I'm half watching. But what, but what I do, what I do wanted to talk about, I thought was interesting, and I wasn't gonna birth this topic because I was like, it's like, all right, I, I kind of, we all should talk about the Bucks. They're playing well, right? But they haven't played since Sunday. I talked about them yesterday, or talked about them on Monday show, and I'm like, are the Bucks kind of flying under the radar, like in the national media? 
So I went and I did like a quick like podcast search MBA. And so I looked at like the athletic, the ringer, uh, locked on who some few other people. And I'm like, were the Bucks mentioned at all on their Monday show? No, Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic doing the MVP question, which drives me fucking crazy. Every time a guy has a good game, it's like MVP. It's like, can we fucking like chill for one second here? And nobody <laughs> is really talking about the Bucks. So is it just that? Is this like our usual thing that it's flyover shit? Or is it that people are not yet believing in this Bucks team? Um, probably flyover shit. I think people people believe in him, believe in them. I think most people still, you know, of course it's everything's reactionary and it changes every every day pretty much. Boston is definitely the flavor of the week. They've had a nice couple of weeks here and have really gotten themselves back into a position to potentially make some noise and be another tough team in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Um, so, I mean, good for them. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of the national types have kind of maybe in the back of the far, far back of their heads had Boston. They just needed to see something tangible to point to. And now they've got it uh, with Boston's defensive performance. Their analytics are and, crazy. They're very right. Metrics and now are. they have, uh, I, I'm not sure what the site is or what analytical company, that, but they have, Boston's like the favorite to win the championship now. Yeah, 538. They also also had, they were wrong about the 2016 election. So you just never know with them. So you got to be careful. So, yeah. So, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know with the Bucs. I think people still believe in them. People, a lot of people still take the approach like, you know, they're they're the defending champs and they need to, um, I need to see otherwise. I still believe in the Bucs. But yeah, like they just, they just don't really get the coverage because there is little to no drama with the team. I mean, I, I think, in a league, in a league that in a league and a media landscape that thrives off drama to not to just have everyone be likable and get along and, you know, sort of be a really solid organization doesn't really drive the headlines and the clicks. Yeah. Well, not, not in March too, when you're about to go up against March madness, it is about who's going to be the MVP. There isn't an overwhelming favorite this year. And fans don't really, you know, they're not ready to be like, oh, the East is going to be so fun when we have Brooklyn versus Miami round one versus, you know, one versus eight. So it is going to be the flavor of the week. You know, the Celtics have been amazing defensively. I, I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about any team in the East. It's about the Bucks getting healthy. Um, it is about hopefully getting Brooke Lopez back. And it's about, you know, playing home games and having, you know, arguably the best player in the world other than LeBron James, you know, on your team. Um, and, and Mitch is so mad. I just said that, you but son uh, of a bitch. I mean, well, that's we knew it was coming. Bitch. I knew yeah. it was coming from Adam. Like they aren't, they aren't even going to make the playoffs. No, you watch that last two weeks of the season is all going to be about the Lakers in the play-in game. And it's going to be an amazing rating when they're in the play-in game. Um, I watched the play-in game last year when, you know, the Warriors. Game, tried to I mean, get the play-in game so. fucks. Like, I don't think any of us can disagree. Play-in game is great, but. But it is. It's good. It's it's fun. Like and it's so fun. So fun. Yeah. You're gonna have Zion. It is good. It it is tremendous for the league to have the Lakers in the yeah, playing game. And you're gonna have Zion. I think you're. Gonna what? Have, no. Like, well, you could Zion. have you could have Kawhi versus LeBron in a, a you know like an eight nine to see who gets into the playoffs. <laughs> Absurd. But you know, I I do think you're right that there will be a lot. Yeah, the Bucks do not draw a ton of eyeballs. 
I think also what hurt the Bucks is they came out against Brooklyn first game, ABC, they laid an egg. And that's what people look at that national media game. And then Tatum was so good in that first game of the ABC. That's like, all right, we're just Jason Tatum that we're moving him up and Middleton, as much as we love Middleton, as much as I love Middleton, there are some on this podcast who were Middleton haters until they needed to see it in the playoffs, not naming names, national media Murph. But, um, you know, I think that he, he doesn't draw the eyeballs and to that, to all your points, you're right. But, and so I guess it's fun to be under the radar. If they do beat, beat up the Warriors, who the Warriors aren't playing really well right now, play the Warriors on, on Saturday, no dream on that one. He's coming back the game after if they kind of send a message to the Warriors and maybe even beat the jazz. Do you think then it's like, Oh shit, we have to take the book seriously again. It'll definitely help. I mean, I, I think that's part of it too. And, you know, with, with the, the Suns victory was the Suns were missing Chris Paul and Devin Booker yeah, exactly. and Cam Johnson. So it's like, you know, for as, as much of a fun game as that was for us, I think that, you know, nationally, it's probably not going to move the needle just because of that. It's like, oh, well, I mean, no, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, let's just, let's turn this off. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, if the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks are pretty much just fine. You know, after, after really, they've dealt with a ton of shit. Every team's really done, done dealt with a lot of COVID and, and, and injuries and, um, you know, over caution on injuries and stuff like that. So, um, you know, after everything that's that, that that I've gone through coming off and, and probably a championship hangover too, to some extent, oh, now that they've sort of, I think that they're, now that we're through the all-star break, you know, they played 60 games before the all-star break, the all-star break pushed back a week uh, infamously this year and uh, and probably going forward. So yeah, now you're going to see this probably game. almost every year. I, honestly, I, I bet you the players like that um, where they can be like, okay, here's the all-star break. We're going to have, 20 to 22 games, you know, probably going forward for, you know, the rest of time, as far as I'm concerned, um, where they can really ramp it up towards the playoffs. And they kind of have that instead of like the old form or, you know, I mean, I guess it's about the same, but it just seems like now it's almost like you're coming back for like the, the bubble, you know, season where it's like, all right, we got, you know, just a quick number of games here. Everybody can, you know, can disappear for a week and then come back and let's, let's go time. And, um, you know, I think the players probably like that. I, I think I kind of do too, just because it's like Super Bowl's over, all-star break. I mean, nobody cares. I don't really, and I'm a diehard NBA fan. But then it's like, okay, now we can kind of shift. There's some NBA. I know there is the tournament, the NCAA tournament coming up and, and sort of March Madness season, which will, um, you know, supersede the NBA probably largely, at least the certainly the days that those games are happening. But, you know, it's kind of a quick ramp up toward the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And I will also say this, the last thing on it, I said this yesterday, but worst bears repeated. We could be in for an epic Saturday of Badgers, Purdue, Marquette in the Big East title game and Bucks Warriors all in succession. That's like a great Saturday. I'll be in that, Tampa. I, you guys the, enjoy. You. Oh, you're going to Tampa. You're going to the golf yeah. tournament. No, no, no. I'm going to a wedding. But, oh. Uh, the players this weekend. Come on. Oh, that's right. I'm yourself. sorry. I was, yeah, yeah. My bad. That's on me. Ne- speaking of that, next Friday sets up for a pretty cool Friday if the Badgers are at Pfizer. That'll be one uh, yeah. that you'll want to be around the Pfizer. And it'll be a 
NBA playoffs type atmosphere. Oh, I mean, the whole weekend's going to be crazy. I didn't, it like, I don't know why it didn't click on me, but like, St. Patrick's Day is next Thursday. So you're going to have all these people in from all over the place. Like, you'll have maybe Illinois fans, Badger fans, maybe Tennessee, who knows? Um, like, you're going to have fans just from everywhere. And on top of that, just Milwaukee being drunks. Saw enough of it at the shuffle, God bless it, on uh, Saturday. So it's like it's just going to be a shit show for really the next few weeks. And and Nomad's running their PBR 5-1K where they drink 1,000 PBRs. Like, it's, it's just – it's a good time to be a Milwaukee and a good time to be a Wisconsinite. What's not fun is there's no opening day to look forward to yet. Um, the MLB is trying to come to a decision. Today is like the day. Somehow they still want to play 162 games. Why do you think that they're like pushing harder? Like it seemed like all hope was lost. It seemed like they were just giving up on this. Like, but now it seems like there there's almost this like you've got to make got to make a decision here. Do you think like the blowback has been at, harsher than maybe the owners expected, and that not everyone's on their side that they hoped, or what do you, what do you think's the cause of it? I think the cause of it is the new TV contracts. You know, it was just announced today, the Apple uh, TV, Apple Plus, whatever you want to call it. That's a new contract with Friday night doubleheader baseball. That's new money, potentially new Peacock money on the table. You know, before we always knew the equation. It was the owners don't make money in April. Fans don't come to games, especially in Detroit and Cleveland and Pittsburgh when it's cold out. And they have to still pay the full freight of the players' salaries. And the players were going to have to be the ones that, you know, bent the knee. And, and gave up some leverage. But I do think now with this new TV money, the owners are starting to realize, hey, let's get this done. Because before they were also like, hey, our local crappy regional sports network contracts on Bally that you can't even watch unless you have a TV with an antenna, that doesn't even kick in, you know, until it's May. And, you know, we're 25 games in. Those contracts are only 130 to 140, you know, games. Yeah. I think it's shifted a little bit. I do think the bat- backlash, I mean, Rob Manfred, you thought Bud Selig was a bad owner. I mean, you can, you can re you can rewrite, you know, Bud Selig's resume. He looks like a god compared well, to Rob Manfred. I think blood I think blood's on Bud's hands for hiring Rob Manfred. Like I think that has to go on Bud Selig's like resume. Is like he uh, Yeah, that's true. I don't think the owners took it seriously because one of the main guys that was staying late overnight to negotiate with for them is quite possibly the worst owner in the league in the Rockies owner. Like that guy, yeah. like all yeah. they do is piss off their fans and trade yeah. their best prospect, you know, talent for nothing. So like, it wasn't like the Steinbrenner family was like worried about it. No, they were chilling over in Palm beach and be like, let us know when we need to show up, you know? Yeah. Once I heard like Randy Levine, I'll let you get a Mitch here a second, but once I heard Randy Levine on Michael K's show, like really like he talked about how disappointing it was. And I was like, I just wonder what changed Mitch. Have you noticed any like bit of the, the change of like how the attitude, the tenor just feels different, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I do agree that it's, it's, it probably is the, the overall blowback from, from fans and maybe they're probably realizing finally that they can't really piss. I mean, I guess the diehards are probably always going to be there. Um, you know, us three probably fall in the diehard category. I mean, you know, uh, you may not watch every single game, but you don't have to watch every single game to be a diehard baseball fan, I don't think. But, um, you know, th- they have to do something to to keep the casual or, you know, younger fans um, in gay, which is probably why they, 
you know, apparently the players agreed to this pitch clock deal and larger bases, which is probably going to improve scoring and, um, you know, maybe bring the stolen base back into the game a little bit. And, um, you know, they're, they're doing things that I don't know if, you know, the baseball purist probably doesn't like, you know, the, the, the both leagues having the double header. So I think that, you know, maybe, maybe both sides are, are realizing that um, we need to, to do some things here to speed this up. I do stand pretty firm that the owners could care less whether they have games in April and May. Um, in fact, I, I think they'd rather not. Um, and, you know, they only need to play 130 games, as Murph said, you know, roughly to, to satisfy the TV contracts for regionals. But um, I don't know. I, there, there's probably a lot to it that, you know, I'm not even thinking of. But, yeah. um, I, you I, know, I, we've seen, we, we, we did see some optimism last week, though. And, uh, you know, that sort of fizzled out pretty quick. So yeah, I'm going right. to hold yeah. my breath. I agree. I, that was kind of the okie doke. I will say a couple of things. One, you're right about the casuals. Like we, even the diehards of curious, like I'm going to have to work on my dad and explain this to him, but like banning the shift and pitch clocks. Like I understand this is not baseball anymore, but look, things change. There are generations. You can talk about the generations like basketball does this all the time. Like the hand check, like there are whole different things. Like, the uh, Colts changed the rules because the Patriots were too rough in terms of their defense. Like there are examples of this in all the sports. I think hockey had some issue where like the devils basically like played just a ton of defense. Nobody watched it. And they're like, all right, we got to fucking fix this because no one's watching our product anymore. Cause all the devils are doing is beating everybody up. up that well, they were, they were, they were a dirty team too back yeah. in the day. Scott Stevens. I, I mean, Scott's, yes. Scott Stevens. Yes. One of the dirtiest. What what are you doing? What, you're said, we're, we're talking about New, Jer- New Jersey Devil hockey right no, now. Like I, St. I just, Louis Blues. No, listen, listen. I'm just I, well, all I'm trying to say is like you're going like it's okay that these rules are changing. Casual fans, the national media per people need to be caught up. So I think that's good. I think the other thing that's good is the fact of the matter is that like, yeah, these new TV money. I think what they do have to do with those new TV contracts let's not put the same fucking teams on all the time. I realize that the New York teams bring in the dollars, but we don't need three games at New York, the Mets versus the Phillies. We don't need one on fucking Apple, one on the FS1, one on ESPN. Like let's build our stars. I understand you want to build the ratings, but let's also try to build the Tatis, Otani, uh, Vlad Guerrero. Uh, you know, let's Mike try Trout. to build that. Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, I don't, Mike Trout just. I mean, I don't think Tim Cook, you could, you know, from Apple, he's not dropping bags to make sure the Pirates and the Marlins are on on a Friday, but that's not what he's saying. I know, I know, but I was going to go the other side. Otani is a huge draw for Apple. Any international star is a major draw for Apple. So, you know, are the, we do, the three of us do complain about the one or two Brewers Sunday night baseball games we might get lucky to get flexed into in, you know, August if things are going well, but. I, I do think I was never worried about baseball like it was in 94 because there wasn't social media then and social media is a big part of baseball. They do need to change things, but I do think they just want to get back to having a normal season. They want to put this in the rearview mirror. They don't want to nuke, you know, a hundred and what, 30 years of history, you know, over a labor dispute. It's just not good. So I have faith in baseball more than I did a week ago. 
I did always narcissistically think they were going to lock out because we've been talking about this since before the pandemic. We right. were talking about this before the pandemic is, I remember telling my dad, hey, dad, in two years, watch, baseball is going to lock out. He's like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Nolan, let me know what it was. Yeah, who are the Packers going to draft day two? Um, but like, I, I do miss, I won't, I don't miss baseball now. Um, you know, personally, I do professionally, but I will miss it in three weeks. I love driving home and listening to Bob Euchre. And I think that's the appeal for Brewers fans to be upset is we are in this golden era of Brewers baseball and we all want to win one for Bob other than Mitch. So like, I think that's on the line, you know, for us as Brewers fans. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's really well I said. can't even, I can't even overcome that. <laughs> just that's an good. absolute finish. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch wants to bring, Mitch is like, you know what? I really miss Joe Block a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone misses Joe Block. I think not, I don't think Joe Block's old parents miss Joe Block. Um, like, it, he's, he was bad. Oh, got it. got promoted. He got like the pirate's job. Shows you like how many people watch the Pirates. Um, but yeah, so no, we'll see. Baseball will be back soon enough. Um, it's a great time of year. Should be a fun week uh, with all the college tournaments. You got, what do you got? I just, a week out, Mitch, as you look at how you can destroy your bracket, you know, by Friday evening, who are your one seeds? <laughs> the kiss of death. Uh, the, Mitch, the Mitch kiss of death. Mitch has got to be like, man, I think this is Auburn's year. I, I, I think like, you know, I well, really love that Providence team all year long. I should just take Wisconsin and win it all and, and fucking just troll the shit out of everybody. <laughs> just have, make, sure, make sure they lose yeah. the first round. Wisconsin Marquette final four and just piss everybody off, you know, just, <laughs> just voodoo big, magic and big Charlie's. middle fingers. Like it's, could you imagine if the Badgers played, got like a three seed and played at, in Milwaukee and lost to like a 14. They, they did. Um, they did that. Wagner that happened, team. That well, it, it, well, they didn't do it. Bryant advanced over Wagner. Um, Pete Kiss, big big night for Pete Kiss. Um, but the uh, they did it. That did happen. So they got a two seed. They didn't lose the first round, but then they lost the second round to a UNLV team that was a ten seed. That was two thousand. That was like the peak of my Badger hatred. Like I really hated the Badgers back in high school. Like it was very vicious. It was mean. It was it was just nasty between Marquette and Wisconsin. We didn't have that many on the Marquette side of things. And it was, yeah, it, it got, a, it loosened up once I went up to like Eau Claire and I was like, oh yeah, fuck the Badger, man. And everyone's like, I kind of like both teams. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, this rivalry doesn't exist up here. I was like, all right, I guess, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people know. I don't think people in Eau Claire know where Marquette is. <laughs> it's definitely not in the curriculum. I'll tell you that. They have no bar crawl. They have a, a hokey homecoming that's called, you know, National Marquette Day. That was around, ten, that got invented 10 years ago. I mean, that's like, it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it'll be a college lacrosse game in five years. So, like, I mean, much like they don't, much like they don't even know the Bucks won the championship. It's pretty much, it's a similar, similar okay. concept. All right, here we go. Here's the UWM kids who couldn't get into Marquette, just roasting Marquette. Oh, no, no I was going to say, I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that in Eau Claire and Wausau and those oh, places. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Packers, I'm, Packers oh. and Badgers and the, the Brewers are cute because I can go drink and, well, go drink at American Family Field. That was actually funny. I know Murph, you want to get it, but that's funny you say that because when we, when Murph and I are sitting depressed as hell, ready, thinking if we want to jump off the top of Lambo, and some guys like, well, pitchers and catchers report, and I'm like, best, I'm like, best of luck, but Bucks are still playing. He didn't respond to me, so that was, yeah, that wasn't <laughs> good. 
I was going to say the Badgers losing if they get to five for next week in, in, in terms of a golden road would be like the Packers losing to Jimmy Garoppolo who needed shoulder surgery, uh, you know, with Matthew Stafford limping his way into Lambeau field the next week. But no, it, uh, it's a great time of the year. Hopefully the weather turns, you know, me guys, I am itching like every day. I'm like, Oh, still 22. You know, we're, you know, that's the only negative I say of living in Milwaukee is uh, late March and early April it is the weather. So uh, it'll be fun to uh, do St. Patrick's day and the tournament. Uh, it's our first real tournament in three years. Like yeah, you have to crazy. remember that too. Like, you know, maybe us yeah. savages probably went into a bar last year for March madness, but not, you know, everybody else. And, you know, two years Actually, ago, we're coming up on you're coming up on two two weeks to slow the curve, man. Like, yeah, yeah, we are actually tomorrow is like the first day where a couple of days from now where Mitch and I famously did a podcast. We talk we talk about it all the time, but like we went into the studio when we used to do that and talked about how like they're like we're not gonna cancel it, they're gonna figure this out, like whatever. And nope, it uh shut shut it all down. But yeah, I'm sure uh sure we'll be bouncing around uh Thursday and Friday and everything like that. So it should be. Should be a fun scene. Thank you for joining us, Murph. You can follow Murph at the Nolan Murphy on Twitter. Follow Mitch Ross at Mitch Ross MKE. Twitter and Instagram for both those guys. And you guys already know me. And then subscribe, rate, review, do all that. Uh, we will be back next week. Daily Tap tomorrow. Uh, we'll no no nothing to react to because we don't have don't have basketball until Thursday and Friday. Um, but once we do, we'll talk about that. All right, take care, guys. Have yourself a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.